0: You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me as always, Zach Batista. Zach, how are you doing? Are you ready for this second episode of Independent Waters?
0: I am doing great. I am pumped for this new, this new episode of Independent Waters. I'm very excited to see what you brought to the table, and I'm very excited to show you what I brought. Got a good lineup today.
1: Oh yeah, I think so too. Uh we got some pretty sick matches uh going into this one. And if you're new to this show, remember uh it's me and Zach, and we review independent wrestling matches. No WWE, no AEW, and no uh New Japan. New Japan. Yeah, we we go back and forth and we present to each other independent wrestling matches and we give them our review on a scale of uh miss out, met, or mark out. Uh mark out being the best obviously, miss out being the worst and met being fine. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe since, I, I mean, you want to get right into it? Yeah, sure, You got, sure, any, you got go. any, any news to share for, for, the, for the
0: people of the pod? Nothing too, nothing like really of, of note, other than the fact that I've really tried to spread my wings with uh, this show now. I'm trying to search out new wrestling promotions, some of which this week I've never heard of up until when I watched the match. So uh, I'm excited to see what else I can bring to the table. Anything for you? Yeah,
1: I mean, I also I also dipped my, dipped my toes into a, a brand new promotion I've never heard of before, um, and I'm very excited to, to share that with everybody a little later in the show. Nice. All right. Um, well, I guess let's get right into it then. Uh, since you started off last week, Zach, I will kick us off this week. Let's get it. And I think the first match I'm going to be presenting is from Black Label Pro's event called Slamilton 2. Uh, it is... It was a big event that happened a little while ago. I'm not exactly sure dates, but uh, the match I picked this week is Kylie Ray versus Billy Starks. Now I Ooh. love Kylie Ray, so this was no surprise that it was gonna happen eventually. <laughs> so I was very excited to get into this match. However, oh, I will say this match was kind of a bummer. Like it was it was all right. It was decent. There was like a really long spot where, um, Billy Starks, like bit Kylie Ray's finger while Kylie had a submission in. Mm-hmm. And then Kylie bites Billy's finger to pay as payback. And then the ref tries to stop them and they both bite the ref's finger. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but like, I don't know. I feel like it went on a little too long for me. And the, uh, it changes because Kylie Ray is the one who ends up biting the rest finger longer. Billy Starks has to pull her off of the referee. Oh my god, <laughs> which is wild because for someone named Smiley Kylie, Kylie Ray was actually playing more of the heel in this match. She did like the the she did a lot of the hair pulling. She did foot chokes. It was like a lot of heel stuff coming from Kylie, which was kind of wild because she's you know usually Smiley Kylie.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is that's surreal to hear. It's like it's it's a cool dynamic for sure, but.
1: The thing that gets me about this match is that it's as soon as it starts picking up and the pace starts going like quicker and they start actually like getting into a good fight, Kylie Ray hits a super kick and the match is over.
0: Oh, that's a. Bum. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like finally getting to the point of like, all right, all right, let's get into it, let's get to the good stuff, and then Kylie Ray hits one super kick, gets the one two three, and the match is done. And it's like, uh, but I was just, uh... it's like, but I more. but it was more. just getting good, yeah. Exactly, I think that was that was the reason uh, I didn't like this match as much. Because as soon as I was ready for more and ready for these two to start kicking the crap out of each other, it just stopped. Dang, uh, it was it was a huge bummer. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, I think I give this match a miss out. Uh, Dang,
0: that's our first one.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bummer. Like I I don't like I hate doing it, but like if you don't watch this match, you're not really missing out on much cuz like I said, once it finally starts getting exciting, it just cuts off. Hmm. Like like it it gets you all hyped for a good match and then it's just like, ah, took it right away from you.
0: <laughs> Pulled the rug right out from under your feet.
1: But like it sucks because I know this match could have been good because you know it was it looked like it was going to get there. Mm-hmm. And you know both of these both of these superstars are good. I just wish they didn't end it so suddenly
0: i feel that no one likes to be blue balls in the beef in the middle of a match
1: exactly exactly nobody likes that uh so that was that was a bummer i give this match a miss out uh zach what's your first match this
0: week well going off of last week after we watched car Noir versus pack i wanted to dip my toe into more of riptide wrestling because the camera work on it hooked me if you haven't see, heard that Perfect. listen to last week's episode you'll hear us both gush about that match oh yeah so I decided to look around a bit, and it's funny. The context of the story is that I was looking for a match up last week before, but I couldn't really find anything. And I saw someone named Mike Bailey. So I looked him up online because I wanted to see what he did. And I, his first thing on his Twitter page, you can see, is him doing his finisher, which is called the Ultimate Weapon, which is a Shooting Star Press into a like where he takes both his knees and he just jams them onto his opponent's back. So, so I, I was like, like a,
1: like a meteor almost. Yeah, basically. So I was like, right all right. Here.
0: I want a match with this guy, and then I found the Holy Grail. It's him versus Walter at Riptide Wrestling for their event called International Waters. Oh, that match.
1: Oh, Batista, God. I will say, I have watched this match before.
0: Oh, man.
1: This match, You, I'm going to let you gush about it because I've oh. already done my gushing about it.
0: So the match starts, and they're both already in the ring. They're in the entrances, which I was a little sad about because I loved the entrances of last week's. They're sizing each other up, and Mike's, like, doing his... He's being quick. He's kicking Walter around. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is fine. I'm like, this is David Verth Goliath, classic. Walter's kind of manhandling him for a good portion of the beginning of this match. Like, he, like, throws him out of the ring at one point, I think. And I'm like, all right. I'm not really sure what the deal with Mike Bailey is, but I'm good with it. Then Mike Bailey hits a kick. And if you know Walter's chops, which are, like, handgun shots, Mike Bailey's kicks are, like, shotgun hits to the chest. Like, they had wait oh, to them oh yeah, did you Mike you know Mike Bailey just wrestles with kick pads and no boots underneath he just wrestles with uh bare feet and kick pads I actually noticed that at the end of the match when he was pulling up his uh his his tights I saw that he I thought his, that was crazy I was, I was like, like wow. I was like you're wearing
1: kick pads but no boots that's cool
0: the best way I described this match that I wrote down was it was like I was watching a fight club there were oh, literally yeah. two spotlights in the center of the ring everything else was dark as hell and they were just beating the crap out of each other man. Yeah, this match was nutty. There was, like, if you want wrestling, like, grappling in your wrestling match, this match won't get you as much. Because they, for a majority of this match, are just punching, chopping, and kicking each other. Just, they're just beating each other. And I was here for it. Like, this match was basically a matchup of Ken Walter's upper body and his punches take out Mike Bailey's speed and his uh, quick kicks or will Mike Bailey prevail? Like, there's a point in the match where it really opens up when, uh, I think Mike Bailey kicks Walter's left leg, and he actually falls out, and I was like, oh, wow, Mike, oh, we got to the opening. And it's cause, like, keep in mind, up until this point in the match, Walter has just been, I can't clap next to the microphone, but he has just been just, just chopping the crap out of Mike's chest, and every hit, I'm just like, ah! I'm like, yeah, and if you, God. if you haven't, if you haven't
1: heard Walter, if you haven't heard, Wal- uh, Walter's chops, uh, at all like in your lifetime in if, if your wrestling fan just it sounds like it sounds like a frying pan <laughs> like, yes, like if it you sounds look up like online, somebody just getting railed with a frying pan it's pretty so much. loud if you look
0: up online Walter Chop compilation you will find him chopping people and it, the sound it makes is just oh, it's, it's sickening man the best it, way I can describe oh. it is like those Russian like slapping S- contests where like when they smack each other it's like an impact where it's just like oh god
1: I feel like they break
0: – it, it, feel, it feels like they break the sound barrier. Pretty like. much, yeah. So to get into this before a uh, little bit was um, there eventually, like, after, like um, – I was saying um, Mike Bailey gets some offense in this match. Like, he knocks Walter down. He then starts showing off his athleticism, which is crazy. He does, like, a standing corkscrew, like, flip onto Walter. Walter Yeah, then rolls Mike, he yeah, then, he's nutty. I don't, I... He just then runs up, jumps to the top turnbuckle just immediately, and then just backflips onto Walter. And I was just like, this guy's insane. Mm-hmm. like – and I have one little thing I thought was just funny was that they both went into the crowd. And, like, there's no lights on them, so you can't hear anything. But then all, all you just hear is just Mike kicking Walter. And I'm like, I don't even have to see what's happening. I just know that he did that, that hurt.
1: You just hear, like,
0: pretty much, yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> ow. So, Walter actually crawls back into the ring, which is a good comp- like a good contrast. Because at the beginning of the match, Mike had to crawl back into the ring. So, Walter's crawling back. The ending sequence of this match is just the two of them standing up and then just hitting each other and like you can literally see like you know how like when you're standing in like in a and like you see like a light kind of shines out you see the dust in the air mm-hmm. every hit you just saw like the impact and them fly off and i was just like it was like just a immediate... mist of the sweat yeah like you could just see it the ending basically so i'll i'll skip it to the ending cuz i've gushed enough like it's like i can't describe i can't do the kicks and punches justice but mike at one point if i recall correctly Chops Walter and the crowd and him all like everyone goes silent for a second. You get like this face of like Mike going like oh no, what did I do? And everyone's like, You you effed up. You have to and Walter just palms him. I think then Mike gets some offense and he does ultimate Weapon, and I was like, oh wow. Walter kicked out of it, and I was like, Oh my god, I was like, what the heck? Mike then goes for it again, except Walter gets up and chops him out of the air. (laughs) He died. He then lariates him. Mike kicks out, Walter picks him up, like, by, like, you know, like, Sheamus does, like, the beats to the bow, like, the drum? He does that, he beats him in the chest repeatedly, and then puts him in a sleeper, and Mike instantly taps out. And, like, in any other match, I'm like, oh, that was a bit sudden, but the context of this match, them just being beating each other up, was just, I was like, that was perfect. Like, they ended, Walter looked exhausted, he could barely walk, Mike looked like he's had the wind knocked out of each other, which... I'm note. pretty sure
1: if you're taking chops from Walter like oh, that, yeah. your
0: lungs probably collapsed. If they weren't one. selling, like, if they were just selling or if they were actually doing, like, they actually were hurting, like, they sold each other's offense like death. Like, Walter, Ugh. when he got kicked, was like a, oh, God, that was that was painful. Now <laughs> Oh, God, you. that hurt. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I can't breathe. Let me hurt your chest now. Bam. Uh,
1: yeah, dude, but, I, I, I remember I watched this match a, a while ago. I, I think I cried like at one point like I think I was crying because I was like so emotionally invested in the match because it just hooked me like immediately and it like I think I think I just got so hype I ended up like crying and it was amazing
0: I love this match this match gets a mark out for me you should watch this match the two of them are ridiculously talented the crowd as per usual with the UK crowd is super into it and that crowd actually 50 50 so it's like a legit like a fight feel to it I love this match. Watch this match; it's great.
1: Yeah, if you can find it,
0: definitely watch it. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Walter, Walter in Riptide Wrestling International Waters event for Riptide Wrestling. It's free on YouTube. When I found it, oh, fantastic! There you go, free on YouTube. Go go to Riptide's YouTube channel. Yes, exactly. It Doesn't have many views, but it is a hundred percent worth the watch. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Well, after I've gushed about two dudes beating each other, let's let's go on to what your next match is. So, my
1: next match is from a GCW event uh, from last year, 2019. It is from the collective from an event called GCW Presents Orange Cassidy is Doing Something or whatever. Who knows? <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> uh, and this match is between Ultramantis Black and Nick Gage. And it is a Yuletide death match. It is a Christmas themed death match taking place in April. Wow. Wait, <laughs> April? <What? laughs> Since it was part of the Collective last year, it was around WrestleMania weekend, so it happened April 6th. And I it was a Christmas themed death match. God. God including bless. including weapons like a board with, uh, glass Christmas ornaments on it. Oh. Uh, also including a Christmas tree wrapped in light and also barbed wire.
0: Of course, of course.
1: It was fantastic. And Ultramantis Black actually has, uh, two full sleeves on his arms with tattoos that are Christmas themed. That's amazing. <laughs> so he, he, I think he made this match. I'm not really sure the whole backstory behind it, but it, it, it seems like he made this match. Because, uh... Ultramantis Black loves Christmas. But, that that being aside, it was still a deathmatch. Uh, lots of barbed wire spots, which always ooh, ooh. make me shudder, man.
0: Especially <coughs> like when the barbed wire like, sticks crazy. into someone and doesn't go out of it. Like, that's where it's like, oh. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was rough. Uh, at one point, uh, of course, the tacks come out. Uh, of course. They're, but they're, they're, they're Christmas-themed tax, They're red and gold. <laughs> they're red and gold Christmas-colored tax. Uh, that actually that are actually stored in a uh, uh a little Christmas Dunkin' Donuts box. Oh my! <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like the Christmas themed Munchkins box, and it's just full of red and, red and yellow tacks that are just dumped everywhere. <laughs> it's so fitting. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like this whole thing, because like you're like, oh, it's a death match, and you're like, oh, that's a. That's a Christmas tree you're hitting each other with, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's a spot I think where Nick Gage does like a, a second rope like splash onto onto um uh Ultramantis Black and he and Ultramantis Black has the Christmas tree on top of him, like oh. <laughs> There's a spot where it's just it there's just also a board with just barbed wire on it, not Christmas <laughs> tree at all, but just like a regular barbed wire board in the corner. Of course, of course. And, gauge drop kicks black into it. Uh oh. there's points where black like like uh, it, it this match gets ridiculous. Uh it's not it's not as like crazy as a lot of other death matches I've seen. It's more of a chill it's definitely more chill. There's not a lot of blood. It's just like it's just like a lot of spots that look bad. It's like the barbed wire spots, the mm-hmm. tack spots, like, they, like there's there's it, some there's some chair spots. Like it's not that bad.
0: Yeah, I got you.
1: Compared to other death matches I've seen,
0: um <laughs> It's not too bad compared to those other matches where guys beat each other with light tubes.
1: I've watched a cage of death match, dude. Those are nutty.
0: I'm gonna have to watch one one of these days. Oh my
1: god, the, the CZW cage of death. We do not promote CZW, by the way. They fucking suck. Oh my. Anyway. God. <laughs> oh wow. The, the owner, the owner of CZW is a dickhead. Oh. So I refuse to promote their 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 shit. Unfortunately, but I I did used to watch cage of death matches sometimes, and those are goes those, those get fucking nutty. And I'm I'm not promoting CZW, but I'm promoting promoting the performers. In the cage of death, because right? They, right. who, hats off to you for what you're willing to do to your bodies. Um, this match was this match was good though. I had a lot of fun. While, it was definitely fun. Like it was a death match, but it was fun. It was like a lighthearted death match, which is weird, but it worked. Um, Nick Gage and Ultramantis put on a great show. There, uh, there's like a, a show of respect between them at the end uh, because after the match where Nick Gage wins, by the way. Mm. Um, and. Nick Gage wins, and afterwards, MJF comes to the ring and attacks Nick Gage with a chair.
0: Oh wow!
1: Because of something that happened earlier in the earlier in the night during a uh, a five on five dodgeball match that also happened at, <laughs> at uh, which also happened at GCW presents Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever. Who knows? It was like I, I don't know. There was like some weird thing. I, I didn't really listen to what MJF was saying because it's just like I ah, it's MJF he's gonna say some stupid shit and try to get heat. Uh, and then. Cassidy comes to the ring. Uh rolls in, walks up behind MJF. MJF turns around and he goes, "You idiot. You don't even know how to do a sneak attack, right? You know
0: you're supposed to do
1: something." <laughs> uh and then and then as MJF is berating Cassidy, Cassidy spits orange juice in his eyes.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh and then it it like gets MJF and then Nick Gage comes back in and it, it gives him like a he hits him with a what, a, hits him with his finisher and then is Black hits MJF with his finisher and MJF rolls out of the ring. Uh, they also hit him on hit. They also kind of like get him on the tax a little bit, which is interesting because MJF Ooh. takes like a little bit of a spike bump, which is cool. But then at the end, Orange Cassidy hands Gage and ultramantis black sunglasses. They Aww. all don their sunglasses and give the old thumbs up to end this show.
0: Oh, it's a nice heartwarming feel. Yeah, so it was it was fun. It was just
1: like a fun, lighthearted match, but it was also a death match with barbed wire spots and tax spots. Exactly. <laughs> And Christmas trees wrapped in barbed wire. It was a Christmas-themed death match in the middle of
0: April. Like, Christmas in April. Wrestling,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but overall, overall, it was a good, like I said, it was a good match and I had fun. But I still gave this match a meh. It was, like, fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I, like, it was, I'm going to say it was high on the meh scale, like, in there. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly mark out, but it wasn't, like, I still enjoyed watching it. And I still had a fun time. Gotcha. I still do recommend you to go check this match out if you can. Uh, it's on IWTV. If you have a subscription there, uh, you can, you can see this match. Cause the, the entirety of the entirety of GCW presents orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever. Who knows is on, uh, IWTV. Uh, the whole VOD is there. So, uh, if you go to independent TV and have a membership, you can go see that match. Uh, if not, I recommend getting one cause it's
0: awesome. <laughs>
1: but yeah, this match is fun. It was fine. Uh, It didn't blow me away, but I did enjoy it. So, that's my match. Ah. That's my second match today.
0: Well, going from that, we'll go to my match then. So... Going to this next match, I wanted to pick something that was slightly different because, in case you haven't told them this, if you case you can't tell after the last episode, if you have watched it, I really like when guys just beat each other up like oh, really yeah. hard. Fights are always just fun. It is like one of my favorite things. So I decided, I am like, you know what? I am like, I am gonna go for pick something more comedy related because I don't usually pick comedy wrestling, but I want to at least try it. So I looked around, and like the obvious thing would be to pick M- to be pick Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy a- Gentleman a- Jervis yeah, because, blah, 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 blah because AEW so I was like alright I'm like not gonna pick Orange Cassidy and I decided funny you mentioned him Gentleman Jervis because I was like I'm like I wanna see him in but a dude. match I saw a match before where Mikey showed me it where it was like 5 minutes long and it was ridiculous but I loved it so I was like, all right. I'm like, let's find a match that he's like I haven't seen him in. So I ended up picking. Yeah, for, for, the, for those who don't know,
1: I'm a huge Jervis Mark. I love him. I think he's so funny, and I think his wrestling style is so good.
0: I think he can turn it on when he needs to, but he's also just hilarious. <laughs> so what I decided to pick for was Gentleman Jervis versus the Question Mark from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood.
1: Have I seen that one? I don't believe I have.
0: That match is fairly recent, if I recall correctly. Hold on, I'll right here because I have the link right in front of me because it's free on YouTube. It just came out. No, it came out literally June 22nd of this year.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've watched that one.
0: So, Interesting. Talk about it. I started this matchup with Gentleman Jervis coming in. The announcer said he weighed 3,000 butterflies, which I thought was just an oh, yeah. amazing <laughs> touch for his character. He didn't have his theme music of Mr. Brightside, which made me a bit sad. Oh, uh, bummer. I was like, oh, I was looking forward to that. Probably copyright issue. I will say. Yeah, usually, usually Jervis comes out to Mr. Brightside. Yeah. I will say right off the bat, I love Jervis's energy. He came out, he was playing to the crowd, he was just this bundle of positive energy. He had his hat. It was just I loved his gear too, by the way. He has like this like old oh, yeah, fashioned fuzz- like the fuzzy. The, the fuzzy on his chest. It's kinda like a strong man from a circus, like a old fashioned circus, and I was like, Oh, that's clever. So then question his name heard, is Jer-
1: his his full name is Jervis Cottonbelly, so he has the
0: Oh, fuzzy. cotton bill. I didn't even realize Yeah, so he has the he has the fuzzy stomach. didn't even realize that. He came in with some kid name, I think it was like Kid Isaac. I don't know who he was. No idea. So then it was the question mark. Who I first saw this guy in NWA. The best way I can describe it. I've him, definitely
1: heard of the question mark. He's
0: a guy a bearded guy in a mask with a giant question mark on his head. It's like a black mask. He wears like a leotard and he uses I you think know, it was that's fitting. Mongrovian karate is how he pronounces it. <laughs>
1: what <laughs>
0: yes he, uh, he does karate but he calls it karate incredible like spongebob exactly <laughs> karate so basically i came into this match looking for jervis but i was like you know what i'm like i doubt for question mark i'm like cause i wasn't sure if it was the same guy and they're like he's from he's, he did well in nwa so i was like okay i'm like all right same guy match starts with jervis trying to hug him which he gets rejected several times so then he bows to him sounds about right and the guy actually bows back to jervis and there's like a section where the two of them are just bowing to each other And I was like, oh, that's nice for him to, like, you know, play into Question Mark's karate theme. Hmm. Unfortunately, though, this is kind of where I have to get a bit negative. The wrestling for this match was not very good, in my opinion.
1: Oh, bummer. A lot of
0: the action was just kind of super floaty and didn't really connect. Jervis sold Question Mark's moves quite well. But, like, I just don't know. Like, it was just – it didn't do it for me at all, and there wasn't a ton of wrestling. I will say, though, there was one fun spot where – Jervis is holding question mark, right? Mm -hmm. Question mark, like, puts his hands in, like, a – it's like a – it's like, you know, um warhorse's like, metal thing? It's like that, except he, like, puts the horns up without the thumb, and he – he pokes – I believe he poked Jervis in the chest. Jervis goes back to the corner, he's like, oh, what happened? And suddenly he goes, oh, no, and then he just falls over. And I then learned (laughs) from the announcers that this was the question mark's touch of death
1: incredible
0: so jervis sold this really well he also sold um his mongrovian like this i can like i can like
1: hear i can just like hear jervis like getting hit in the chest and just being confused and being like
0: oh no. that was literally like i will say by the way throughout the rest of the match like he was like all right come on let's have a good show like he was like having like bantering with him he was playing into the crowd even though the crowd was very obviously on the question mark side he was playing into the crowd I'll say this. The finish of the match was kind of like they started to pick it up a bit, and then he just kind of did like, you know how Umaga did like the spike with his thumb?
1: Yeah, the, the Samoan spike. You know how yeah. I
0: said he did the touch with the two fingers? He basically did that to Jar- Jervis' throat twice, and they called it the Ugh. Mongrovian spike. And Yikes. he pinned him. That was the match. I think he almost beat up Kid Isaac, but I didn't care for it at Kid Isaac, so it was fine. <laughs> uh, the match ended, and I was like, oh, this is just a squash match against Jervis. And I was like, alright, that's fine. But like, in the end... I have to give it miss it. Because in the end, this match, there was nothing special about this match. If anything, you'll be like me where you watch this match, and I would be like, I want to see Jervis go, like, really go. Because I've seen clips of him going, and I want to see him going against an opponent that's just, I don't want to say better, but, like, gels better with him. So what I've noticed is that comedy wrestling is a
1: lot harder when you try to mix comedy wrestling with just wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. You either go, I think. I think there's a line that you either go fully into the comedy spectrum or you go fully into the wrestling spectrum, and it's hard to play that line in between. Gotcha. Like for sure. Um, like a lot of the matches where Jervis is like full comedy is really good, mm-hmm. but like, like I've I have seen
0: a couple of those matches where it's like weirdly in between, and it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So. I will say this, and this is this is not a spoiler. This is me straight up saying it. I will be watching another you know, gentleman Jervis match. Hopefully, this time, next time we will be with a, a opponent that does bet, that they gel better within the ring. But I, I
1: recommend, say... I recommend, if you are going to watch a gentleman Jervis match, a very very good one to me that I always love watching is gentleman Jervis versus Orange Cassidy. I've <laughs>
0: heard about this match at Wrestle r- Circus. I have to probably, I have to watch uh, it that match.
1: That match is very. That match is if you want full comedy, that match is full comedy like that matches gets there it's so good i'll have to watch it then but i yeah. i i love it like i love watching it i wa- every time i watch it i laugh because it's just like so goofy
0: oh, it's <laughs> the best comedy wrestling hits and it's hilarious it's the best time yeah orange cassie has made me really appreciate comedy wrestling more i'm not gonna lie like it's just he's just so funny and mm-hmm. so yeah General jervis ball of energy fortunately the match was not much to write home about Ah, uh, yeah, that's a bummer to hear because I know he's had
1: some bangers, but it's it sucks to hear that. uh... I mean, like, not every wrestler can bat a thousand, right? Exactly. Like, everyone's gonna have their bad matches.
0: Oh man, but you know, hey, there's always next nice time.
1: Yeah, well, well, I think that means we have both presented our individual matches, and now Zach, it is time to gush together about a match we both watched uh, that you suggested. We have High End versus Roxy from Reality of Wrestling. Which, for the Diamond Division Championship.
0: Yes, and if I recall correctly, Rally of Wrestling is actually Booker T's indie wrestling company.
1: Really? I was unaware of that. This yes. is the first time I've ever heard of reality wrestling.
0: Same here, because when I picked this match, the the context I'll give here is that I was kind of like, alright, I was like, I want to find a women's indie match because I haven't done any women's indie wrestling. And I looked it up, and apparently the Texas scene has been really good. And High End came up a lot, so I looked up High End, and I kept getting her and Roxy. So I was like, alright, I'll pick one of the matches and this is the one that I ended up picking.
1: Yeah, so the story coming into this match is that high ends like the the, the champion, right? The dominant cha- dominant experienced champion yes. who's a heel, who like uses anything to win and Roxy is like the the young determined underdog ready to Trying to take that title away. Yes, they... Uh, think... Yeah, I think Roxy, they said, like, just turned
0: 18. Yes, and so, if I recall that's... correctly. She's, they... like,
1: super, super young. Yes, it's and they crazy.
0: said Anne was only the second champion to hold this belt, with the other one being Kylie Ray. if I recall correctly, who she dethroned for it, I think.
1: Pff, makes sense. Kylie Ray is a... Uh, is big in the women's wrestling scene. She's been championed basically everywhere. Actually, last night, she uh As of the recording today on Sunday, last night... Uh, at a Warrior Wrestling event, she just won the uh, women the Warrior Women's title. I gotta watch one of her matches these days. Uh, in the like the Stadium series, she mm. just won a match against Te- she
0: won her match against Tessa Blanchard. Nice. Uh, spoiler alert! I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I will give props to the announcers for this match. Just right off the bat, before we really get into it, because they gave me so much context, and I was like, "Thank you, thank you for giving me context and why the crowd was yeah, so hot I, for that, Roxy." That-
1: that definitely was helpful. I I, I praise I, I do give praise to the announcers for giving me a little bit of back backstory of both of these people. Just so, like, because I didn't know either of them coming into this, like, at all. Mm-hmm. So, it definitely helped for the announcers to, to put them over before
0: the match started. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, I guess I'll start it. The match starts off with the two of them kind of just exchanging, like, you know, holds and such. And it's kind of really back and forth. Like, a lot of this match is, like, what I really I kind of liked was – um. Is that it really gave you the feeling the two were on an equal playing field? Like you could tell like Roxy was up to High End's level, and High End didn't want to admit it yet. Mm-hmm. And like the two of them are just going back and forth. Like there's a point where the two of them are grappled with each other, and they roll out of the ring, go all the way to the announcer's desk, and then when they finally break hold- the hold on each other, the ref is at nine, and they both at the ring. Yeah, and they're, and they're both the like, "Uh oh!" Like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> there's like that little moment where they both look at each other, and they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and they both I, yeah, just exactly. run to the ring. <laughs> I loved it because so I was like, "Oh, I'm like that's a clever way of showing how the two of them are kind of like." on each other's level.
1: Yeah, this this match it was like really like like high like you said Haye played a good heel in the fact that she didn't want to it like admit that like oh shit, Roxy might actually be like on my level right now. Like, you know. Mhm. Um I think she played that up very well. Uh this match was also like just really smooth like yes. in terms of like wrestling, like like they tra- they transition from spot to spot really really well. Mhm. And just every move the way it transitioned into more, it just felt like a really smooth match, and yes. I really liked it a lot.
0: My own, one of my issues I will say is that the punches weren't the best sometimes. I will give it that, but like, yeah, they were smooth. I mean, I can so, forgive that. Exactly, it's like it's not too big of a deal. I feel it's just something to mention. There were mm-hmm. some botches here and there, but like, I do appreciate that even though there were some like kind of like miscommunications, they didn't let it bother them. And they kind of kept going. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I have to say I had to gush. I loved High End's character work here. Like, me I too. Was, she she did she did she did wonderful. Loved it. I loved her getting like because a little background is high end was apparently known as the Renaissance woman. She's like supposed to be like like the, the new age. Of yeah, the new age. Like the pinnacle of wrestling. Yeah, and kind of like like she starts the match with like kind of like this like very like postured like like kind of like I don't know what I would say but like she's like very much holding herself up. But like towards the match is end, you see like the f- cracks in her mask start to form. She starts getting like really irritated, and I was like. Yeah, yeah there's this shot. there's this one.
1: I, I guess I'll talk about it later because I don't want to spoil anything right now. But there's this one really good shot at the end that I want to talk about. All um, right. But during this match, there was like uh, she hit her finisher, which mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Oh, that's it, it's over." Yeah, I remember and I, that. I thought that too. I was, I was. Yeah, they worked was... me hard. Like I was, I was like. I was like, "Oh, she 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 did her showing. She put on her moves, and she hits the, hits the finisher. It's over. one, two, three. And then high end kicks out, or no, Roxy kicks out. And I was like, "What?" I had the same thing. I was like, "Oh, yeah, like I guess when it's over. she kicked when she kicked out." Honestly, I got chills. Like I got goosebumps. I was like, "Whoa, really?" Oh wow! I was like, Whoa. "I was like so- the like she kicked out." The crowd. The crowd went nuts, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, now we're getting good. Let's go. I'm in." Mm-hmm and then she hits her again with the beauty sleep off the top rope. Yeah. And when she when she picks like when she goes to hook the legs, she hooks them uh when when High End goes to hook Roxy's legs after this top rope beauty sleep, which is uh High End's finishing move. Uh she curls up the legs a little too much as to where Roxy's feet hit the ropes and mm-hmm. she gets a rope break, which was uh, I've never seen a rope break like that done like that before. I thought that was really cool.
0: I like that. I, I was like, I, like I said, we were, like we were saying before, it played into the frustration. where, like, she let her anger for her. She kicked, dare kicked out of her finisher and hooked her always like there's no way you're kicking out of this. And she caused her, she cost herself the pin there. Exactly,
1: like like her own frustration, or you, like you said, those cracks, right? Like those cracks were starting to show where she like we're starting to make mistakes here and there. Like she hooked her legs just a little too far, so she hit the ropes instead of getting that pinfall, you know like it was those cracks that started showing me throughout mm-hmm. the match that really
0: that really started selling it for me. Exactly. Uh do you want to go into the uh I will say the finish of this match kind of came a little bit out of nowhere in my opinion which made me a little sad. I agree. It was it was a little bit out of nowhere. Uh I like uh, I guess yeah it was, it was a little weird but like I'm I'm into it. I was I was like I didn't hate it but like I guess I'll expl- I'll explain it. Basically she hits with the top rope beauty sleep. She roll like Roxy rolls out of the ring. High end's like all pissed off. She rolls Roxy into the ring, and then Roxy just kind of quickly grabs her and did what I didn't realize was her finisher. The crowd exploded, and she pinned her. And I was yeah. like, "Oh!" I was like, "That was her finisher." I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "All yeah, right." He,
1: it was it was that that like uh, DDT right?
0: Yes, it was the it was like um, it was kind of like a mixture of like like, like a facebuster DDT. Yeah, facebuster yeah. DDT. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. And uh, I will say, uh, here, it was cool. I have to give props to the crowd. The crowd really helped me with this match because, like, oh, they were in it, yeah, they were in, dude. Like, I was like, they this sold for me. This really like pivoted because, like, I won't lie, I wasn't as much into the match as you were, but the crowd, I was like, all right, the crowds keep me in this match. Though, I was like, the crowd kept my attention on this match because I was like, because they were really behind Roxy and they were really against High End, and I was like, it just shows how how much a crowd can really elevate a match. For you
1: yeah for sure um i really like this match a lot uh i was not expecting roxy to take the victory here which was that that really su- surprised me i thought um high end was definitely gonna retain her title but when roxy won i i popped i'll say it <laughs> i popped zach if we're talking about a rating for
0: this match what are you thinking for me i i was t- i'm torn i was still torn on this last night of tour right now because there are parts of this match where i was like it's fine, and there are parts of this match where, like you said I was like that was really like that was some that was good, I really liked that like I'm torn between a meh, but like I don't know if I call it a markout because i've seen I've seen better women's wrestling in other promotions or for other match- me
1: for me i'm high definitely sold on markout for me
0: really the way
1: the way I got goosebumps when Roxy kicked out and the way high end was telling the story of like the Renaissance woman who started to crumble under the pressure mm-hmm. of not being able to finish off Roxy was done very, very well. I agree with and that, and I really liked it. And I was, I was in. Like, like these these two women definitely just
0: hooked me on this match. And it, for me, it's a mark out for sure. I'll give it. Yeah, I I can totally see that. Like, like as we're talking right now, I'm kind of like just going through the match again a bit. And like, yeah. Cause I watched this later la- last night. They're, they're smooth as heck, man. Like there, it's smooth as butter, right? Yeah, like I'm like insane. rewatching it, and I was like, man, I must have not been because like there were some, there were these spots here that I'm just like, wow, that's just they're just doing really. You know what? I'll give it a mark out. Yeah, just, you let's sold go. Me on. We got a we got a, a mark out, out on this match. I'll give it, it. It's good. Like they're really smooth, and like the two of them do a really good job.
1: Yeah, uh, this match is uh, free on YouTube if you want to go watch it. High End versus Roxy, reality of wrestling. Definitely go check it out. Awesome match. DC women put on an awesome show. Uh, and it's a title match, so it's just like, gives that extra hype, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely go check it out when you can.
0: It's super, super good. Well, with that down there, I guess we should introduce the new segment that we're adding this week.
1: Yeah. So this week, everybody, we are adding a brand new segment. We're calling it... The double down, where we are going to shoot back to last week, where I will be watching one of Zach's matches that he had last week, and Zach will be watching one of my matches that I reviewed last week, and we're going to be giving our own quick review on it. Since, since me and Zach just talked about the last match, Zach, who do you think should go first in this one? Uh, I'm fine going first for this one. All right. Uh, so, Zach, I believe the match I gave you to watch was Warhorse
0: versus Ophidian from
1: Flying V, hardest part of the ring, correct? Yes, it was. How was that match?
0: I was very entertained by this match. Like, this match basically embodies for me when you take everyone, when you take the corniness of wrestling and everyone, the announcers and the wrestlers and the crowd involved, just embrace it. And then you add in the wrestling aspect of it. And then in the end, you get this great result of just everyone having a great time. Mm Mm-hmm. It's I that love, suspension of yeah.
1: disbelief for me that really
0: gets it, where it's like exactly it's like,
1: it's like that, that that hypnotizing spot where Ophidian's, like doing like the snake mm-hmm. charm to Warhorse.
0: It's like love that it's like
1: sometimes if you just let yourself believe this is actually happening, it makes wrestling so much more fun. I like that's the, that's so the fun of wrestling. Fun.
0: Exactly, there are some spots where like the announcers are playing up, like they're acting like Warhorse is an actual horse. Like they're like you can only butcher a horse. You can't butcher a horse legally in the state of in the, in the United States. What are my One of my favorite, on of my favorite lines was "Warhorse isn't the ready. War
1: horse isn't ready to go to the glue factory just yet." Was yeah. one of my favorite lines from the commentators. I
0: loved it. I loved like the you were talking about how they were selling the face paint. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's I'm like that's good. I'm like I like that. I also loved just a side note. I loved the banter between the two of them. Like I loved the whole match. The two of them were just like just talking shit to each other mm-hmm. and i was like that's good i'm like i like that spots were smooth ophidian was ridiculously smooth I, like I, butter I, it, man. unbelievable right you were not kidding like he literally was like slithering around like just like there were some holes he put wars in where i was like oh my god that is wow that's a lot of that's just to be able to do that so smoothly i'm like that's practice yeah that's, it's unreal it's good he's
1: he's he's just good
0: it was a it was a great match. Like I had, I basically the best way to I was grinning from ear to ear the entire match. Like I was just having fun the the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. So last week, I believe I gave that match a mark out. Uh, Zach, you want to give a quick rating on it? I would, I would probably give it a middle between meh and mark out for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one I would put it at though. Like, cause like I, I don't want to give it a meh because I had so much fun with this match. But when I think of for me, for when I think of Walter versus my, Speedball Mike Bailey. <sighs> I I another, popped another so hard for match. that match that I'm like I want to give this a mark out, but like it, do, it didn't reach the heights for me. But like, so I'm gonna give it a meh, But make no mistake, this match is fun. It's great. The wrestling is fantastic. The selling from both guys is awesome. The crowd make it good. Make it better. If you're a Warhorse fan, and this is only my second Warhorse m- match, you will have a great time because he most certainly does rule ass. And the <laughs> two, the two of them ruled that match.
1: Yeah, uh, that match was great. I I loved it. Now, That's why I told you to watch it.
0: I liked it. It was a it was a very fun time. Now, if I recall correctly, I then gave you <laughs> Pentagram Jr. Pentagram Jr. <laughs> versus Vampiro.
1: Yeah, uh Pentagon Jr. versus Vampiro from uh Lucha Underground, the the season 1 finale. Uh Lucha What was it? Lucha Ultima or something like that?
0: Ultima, Ultima Lucha, oh, yeah. Ultima Lucha, yeah. Uh
1: this was a a Sierra Miero match, which was basically just a death match, uh, between Vampiro and Pentagon and these two kicked the absolute shit out of each other, dude. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh they were both oh, they were both my. bloody messes by the end. Uh and even though you said what happened after the match, the, that moment of Vampiro like revealing to your Pentagon that he's like I was your master all along was so good. The crowd sold it so well when Vampiro was just oh like Vampiro was just like, as your teacher, the crowd was just like, What? Dude, the announcers were like, What the heck? The crowd was like, What do you oh, both bows for this? <laughs> the the one I will I will say there is one thing I didn't like though. And well, that's detail. when uh the There was one point where Pentagon was absolutely beating up on Vampiro's neck with, like, a chair.
0: Oh, I remember that. And Rick Knox
1: slid up and put the X up. I don't think the – I think the X shouldn't be used as a work. Agreed. I I, I don't think that – like, I think the X should be only used in emergency situations and you shouldn't scare people like that because the X has never really been used in a work before. So if you put up the X, people are going to really think something's wrong and that's not okay to do to people.
0: (laughs) It's, yeah, it's, it's um, I get, and like I get something... why they did it
1: because they wanted to take him out on yeah. the stretcher and have this big moment of Vampiro coming off the stretcher and beating up the paramedics and being like, no, I'm fighting in this match because I'm a badass and I don't care if my neck is injured, whatever. Like, I get it. I get what you're yeah. trying to
0: go for, but you don't need to throw off the X for that. Like, You don't need to. And It's like, it just says, like, the bad thing. It, like, it's in, like, it runs with the possibility of, like, what if someone's actually hurt and, like, the X goes I mean, yeah, off we just had, like... I
1: mean, there, there was just a big recent scare with that, right, in AEW. Oh god. During all Spunky. out, where
0: Aubrey, oh, Aubrey threw I up was... the X for
1: real and it scared the shit out of everybody, but then the match kept going and everyone was like and it completely took the wind out of the rest of the show because everyone was worried is Matt Hardy actually hurt or not? Was it a work? Was it not? It it it, exactly. it just it, it just took this it, don't use the X as a work. It's uh, exactly. it's shitty, I think. Um it's you don't need Yeah, it. you don't need it. Just if you're trying to do a paramedic spot like that, just bring the paramedics out. That's like just bring them yeah. out. It's fine. It's It's You're gonna get the same The same effect Just don't use the X Unless it's Unless you absolutely have to But Exactly But other than that Like barring that The match was really good Uh, These two kicked the absolute shit Out of each other There was a sick There was sick table spots There was tack spots There was the the, the light The deathmatch classic light tubes Oh light tubes Um, I could. I had to look away when uh, Pentagon was shoving the light tube into Vampiro's head. Oh, I had to look man, away. That, that one. Was... That one. Like God, I was like, nope, that nope, 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 nope. I couldn't do it. Oh, uh, that was rough. Um God, yeah, I couldn't watch it. I was like, oh, I, I, it was, I was like, I was like, I was like doing the thing where I was like, had my eyes closed. I was like peeking through my fingers.
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe, I'll watch, maybe I'll watch like, it. But like, yeah, it was it was rough.
1: Um, but the match was good. Uh, I gave it my my. I believe you last week gave it a mark out. Uh, i am also giving it a mark out because it was great i was entertained and the the whole twist at the end definitely pulled the whole death match together especially after pentagon broke vampiro's arm
0: oh my god i was just when he did that when he first did the breaking his arm thing i was like all right you're hard i'm like i'm like yeah i believe it you're hard and then he's like as your teacher you broke your master's arm congratulations you pass I was like, wow. Like I said, like I can't describe it. Like the building literally like erupts with people going like, What? What do you mean? Yeah, the yeah, the crowd definitely sold that moment really well for sure. Oh man. That was great.
1: Um, all right. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of this show. Uh we had some great matches this week. We had some miss outs this week. Uh so, uh go check out those markout matches, go miss out on those miss out matches, and tune in next week for some more Tune in next week for some more awesome wrestling matches, for some more independent wrestling, uh, and remember to subscribe to this uh, page so you can get new episodes of Independent Waters every week. And if you go over to the to hit the books, uh, me and Ryan Nightsey do a SmackDown versus Raw booking show where every week I book SmackDown, Ryan Nightsey books Raw, and we have a head-to-head competition to see whose card is better. That is every Friday on the Hit the Books main channel. Uh, and you can go check out our YouTube for everything, this podcast, uh, all in video form. And we also have some, uh, some extra stuff on the YouTube. We have, uh, some pay-per-view reviews and we have, uh, some 2K out. We have some, uh, we have some co- little commentary on 2K matches, uh, with me and Ryan, which is really fun. And if you want everything to do with this podcast, hit the books and any other show that comes up on this network, go to htvpod.com where you can find out anything you need to know. So Zach, I believe that brings us to the end and it's been great been a great week today. Uh, awesome matches very excited for next week and uh, oh absolutely and remember everyone at home listening always remember there is a gigantic sea of independent water out there so
0: never stop exploring has been a Countout Podcast.